Wildlands. I'm Matt. And I'm David. And today's episode is sponsored by West End Sports, New Brunswick's northeastern five-star Yamaha dealer, where you are sure to find something that will rev your heart. And our topics today will be our dream destinations, as well as odor control, say no to B.O. And be sure to stay tuned till the end of the episode so we can give you the insight on our product of the day. So let's jump right into it. So pretty much let's uh, let's jump right into subject number one, which is our dream destinations. Now for me, I mean, I you know, I, I do have a few dream destinations. Don't we all? That's for sure. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Some of them more than others, obviously, but like I would say, you know, I'm pretty sure. Well, are you first going of fishing all, or hunting? Leave this space. I, I would say, you know, I I'd go hunting, and fit like I know I know one for both. Oh, I I know one. I know, I one, know for one for both. both as well. But yeah, I, and and I think that you know we could probably talk about both, <laughs> just like on a good time, you know, in, in a timely fashion. Yes, of course. But but uh, you know. How about I? How about I break the ice on this yep. one? For sure, if I were allowed to fish, like I'll start with fishing. I would go fly fishing in Kamchatka. Okay. For the elusive trout that is up yep, there, definitely. That like, I think last time I checked it out, you're looking at something like maybe close to twenty grand just to go up. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it's like, it's a select few that are allowed to go up because there is a guidelines outfitter uh, that's out there. And uh, I remember watching a documentary on this one, actually, and it, it passed. Uh, it was a documentary on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe there. But they were talking specifically about uh, the Kamchatka River okay. uh, in Russia. Yeah. And like just the size the the sheer sizes and volume of the fish that they were pulling out of that river and it you know what i wish i could look it up I'm, it's it is in the trout species but it's not like a rainbow trout and it's not like a uh, you know a cutthroat trout or different things like that it, it's a different type of uh trout and i'm trying to remember the name i don't know if you can look it up because uh, obviously my signal down here is great yeah and i can't do it <laughs> I wish I could, but I can't do it right now. But uh yeah, it's it is like it is just massive. It is very green. It's a dark type of trout species. And um I'd really it'd be one of my like one of my dream like destinations. Okay. There you go. To get to that river. Uh I'm trying to figure it out right here. Kamchatka. I got it here, uh, and the only thing that pops Peninsula. Right, that, that, oh, there. Kamchatka Peninsula Fishing. Yeah. I see, I see rainbow trout out here is what, what. Oh, yeah, well, they, they do have the standard yep. trout. They do, I, they do in fact have I it. I don't see anything But else. the type of fish, there's a, a type, specifically a certain trout genome that is in that okay. that river that I really? to what I can understand is one of the last known locations that that type of fish can be actually caught 
and it's in that river. And I like I have never guaranteed heard I w- of fishing. Well, I mean, I knew about the river, and I mean, I knew about fishing up there, but I didn't know that that was the the a, a big attraction out there um, for that. Oh yeah, I remember my father uh, <coughs> looking into go brown bear hunting up there, which I know that yes, is they do that. that is a huge thing up there. But I never heard about the yes, fishing, it is. and now you got me really curious to know what kind of trout that is. <laughs> yep. No, it, it, like, I, I really want to, I'm trying to find it, but obviously my signal's not that great. And, uh, and that, I'm, I'm sorry for the view, the, the listeners that I'm just going to pick your curiosity. Go check it out. <laughs> and, and, and this is a, cool look at this it. is a, uh, fly fishing, obviously, probably. So yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it's a fly fishing destination. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, really actually, uh, the only way to, uh, arrive at the uh, the cottage itself uh, is by float plane. Wow. And uh, you arrive there by float plane. Uh, they land it, and then after that, there's like a huge trek that they have to do uh, to get, I think it's on horseback. It's a huge trek on horseback just to get to the cottage. Once you get to the cottage, you are literally like, you are secluded from everything. Now, how did Something you hear goes that's what that's what gets me. I, I, like I say, I, I've heard of Kamchatka so much for brown bear, but never about fishing. How did you? How do you get that? How did I? How did I come about this? Uh, it, it happened on a binge watching of fly fishing documentaries. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was just one of those random clicks on one of those thumbnails that you see down on the in the suggestions. And uh, <clears throat> sorry. No, and it turned out to be probably one of the most interesting documentaries wow. I've actually ever watched. That's cool. That's actually a <laughs> when I was watching it. And, yeah, and uh, like the guy, well, the guy that's there, it's an American. Uh, American? Yes, he's an American that's down there. Um, and he got one of like the very few, I guess, like outfitters permissions. Okay. okay. Yeah, outfitters and permissions to be able to to get an outfitter out there. Because what happens is the Kamchatka River is actually a river that um, they're trying to prevent the urbanization of the river. Uh, Due to the fact that, one, there's that type of trout that's in there that is one of the last known locations where people can actually catch them. Okay. But uh, it is heavily poached, heavily urbanized around it, uh, well, further down, and it's affecting the river immensely okay. uh in Which terms of pollution and everything yeah exactly no definitely and like the this american here he's he's got his organization they're trying to you know he's trying to save this as well is that it he's trying to save this Good river for him. and this Good. is what the documentary is uh and i just find it's like it's a and it's also due in fact one one of the reasons why the price is so high uh is because he uh he he makes it he makes it happen that way right yeah exactly, no, no, <laughs> like exactly he, for sure yeah. and i actually found uh the 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 species i just i finally got it it's in fact it's not a species of trout it is a species of salmon it is in the genome of the salmon and it's called the kunza char okay which is a ferocious sea run char that often exceeds 30 to 35 inches. Wow. So, yeah, it is a sea run char called the Kunza char. Uh, and I'm telling you, this thing is like, it is in a, like a dark, dark greenish 
tone, uh, a very like massive looking face. It, it has like an ogre face to it almost, okay. uh, but it's really, really cool looking. And it's one of the species that I would really love to be able to go catch. And like I said, this is definitely to me one of my dream destinations. Awesome. I don't know about you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop talking about this one yeah. here. I'm gonna send it over to you. <laughs> Uh, see what your dream destination would be. My dream destination has been for probably the last five years when I've discovered this uh, is definitely a fly fishing for brown trout in New Zealand. Uh, I will make it there one day. Uh, not in the near future for sure, but before I leave this this earth, I will make it to New Zealand for brown trout. I mean, I keep looking up these things all the time. Uh, you have these beautiful crystal clear waters in New Zealand. Um, and you know, Dave, uh, I, I'm a, all my fly, most of my fly fishing gear is, is uh, bought through Orvis. And uh, yep. I found these guys actually through Orvis, this outfitter, uh, because it is uh, Orvis uh, endorsed uh, at this lodge. And, uh, you know, they send a lot of, a lot of their guys out there. Uh, they help out, uh, obviously Orvis helps out a lot with programs for, like you said, preserving and stuff. Uh, yep. but this, me, it would be definitely, uh, Stonefly Lodge. If everyone looked them up to see the, the beautiful, pristine places they are, it's Stonefly Lodge in New Zealand. It's, uh, they offer all kinds of stuff, uh, they have one program. It's like a heli fishing. Get up in the morning, get into a, a, a chopper, you know, fly out to pools on the river, fish the fly. You don't. I was going to say heli fishing. It's no. like the guy's still hovering in no. the air and you're casting no, it that out. Would be, that could be cool, but I don't know if it would work. No, but no, seriously, it's, uh, you know, it's, you got the one big main river. Uh, you can fish right out in front of the lodge. You, I mean, you can you can go up to different streams. They say here they have dozens of streams. They're right on the boundary of a national park in New Zealand, uh, which I mean, okay. you know, you're not gonna be anywhere near something like you nowhere near civilization necessarily. Uh, okay. This one here you can drive to. Uh, it's it, they say it's like a two or three hour trek through the, the you know the back country, but you can drive there. And I'm actually looking mm -hmm. at pictures right now. And, uh, I mean, the water is crystal clear. The mountain ranges in the back are just amazing. Uh, you know, the fish are amazing. I, I have something, uh, with brown trout. I just, I gotta, I gotta catch. And I mean, you know, I actually just learned this probably about two years ago that you can catch brown trout in uh, our neighboring province of Nova Scotia and PEI, I believe. Uh, I, well, you can, you can, you, even you can get some Brunswick. down. In... Yeah, but they're <clears throat> rarer. You can get some if you go through the states as yes, well. Yes, of course. Uh, if you if you go steelhead hunting, uh, hunting steelhead fishing, yeah. uh, there's an excursion that you can do as well uh, down there. I and can't remember the outfitters, but uh, he was offering also for brown there's, trout. There's Colorado, the I believe, season. as well. Yeah. Colorado has a great yeah. fishery for yeah. brown trout, but I'm making it to New Zealand. You know, it, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's you go know, big or go home. That crew. <laughs> go big or go home, yeah, right? Definitely for me, that yeah. would be my uh, my dream trip. And actually, what's what's nice with this is that it's also a a, a place that I would bring my wife and she because she does like to fish as well. So, but if she wouldn't want to fish for the whole yeah. week, like I would, I mean, this lodge has everything from a spa to you know, like 
it, it's just it's immensely crazy and like I, I believe you said it's the same it's a fully furnished you oh know, it, it's oh. it's beautiful and i believe it's something like you said like you know we're talking about 17 18 thousand dollars to get there well that's just to stay there you didn't even fly there yet but i mean it, it will be yeah. it's on my bucket list to make it there and hopefully this place is is still open when i uh when i get to the age that i can decide to to do this once in a lifetime trip you know Mm-hmm. no for sure and uh if we look like when we look at i don't know like i said on my point of view, well, not in my point of view, on my dream trip, we're looking at about like $20,000. For yours, what would you say would be roughly about the, the price range that you would be going I'm for? I'm guessing. Or that you would think would be individually? <laughs> I'm guessing, I'm believing it's somewhere, I mean, flight, everything included, probably somewhere in the range yeah. of, you know, eighteen to 25000 Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, it's... It, <laughs> just find like it's uh, well you know we'll say it for the everybody that's listening this again this is a dream exactly vacation uh unless it's something that's sponsored i doubt hardly than anybody that we watch on tv or in any type of show yeah that go to these type of outfitters yeah. uh do it under their own volition yeah. <laughs> unless they have a lot of money in bank i doubt so much that any of them do it under any type of freedom <laughs> yeah exactly. and most of the times it's probably a sponsored sponsored trip or sponsored tour right yes. so anyways but actually we'll see, you know uh, what we'll see at that moment i i i'm actually on there now because you you got my uh my curiosity i piqued your curiosity yes, because i had misread this and this is more this is more uh affordable than i thought okay they really? have yeah they have what are we looking at well it's because they have a price for sole exclusive use of lodge, which means that if you uh, get the lodge for yourself, for like your family mm -hmm. or private function or whatever, yeah. which you can, it's that mm -hmm. that becomes about four grand a day. Okay. <laughs> but, <What? laughs> but if you're going at high season, okay, which is actually right now, let's, let's get on a plane and go there right now. Uh, high okay. season per day per person, okay. Uh, for high season. So is this like January first to March? Good to catch or yes, like... that's, that's the good time to go. Okay. Okay. You're looking at per person for double occupancy. Okay. You're looking at four hundred ninety-five dollars yeah. per night. Really? Yeah. That is that is not that bad. Oh wait a second. <laughs> oh wait a second okay but then you also have uh guided i i think you can go there fly fish without a guide or you can fly fish with a guide maximum two anglers per guide uh then you're at 890 per day so i don't know if that i don't think that includes your your uh, so you're looking at about like a grand a day yeah yeah yeah, because you know. then on top of that, you're looking at like New Zealand money, or is this Canadian? This is American funds, I believe. Oh, American. I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, you're looking at about a grand yeah. a day. Easy. But see, <laughs> I mean, again, like you said, dream hunt, once in a lifetime. Uh, I, I mean, I I guarantee you, I will make it there, uh, at some point, whether it be a retirement trip 
or it'd be a, you know, the kids are out of the house trip. I don't know. <laughs> who needs? Yeah, who needs to send? Are a little who bit needs easier to, to send your by. kids to college? You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> education. Who said education was necessary? Yeah. <laughs> but no, this would be definitely uh, Dave and everybody listening out there would be my trip. And if you've never looked up uh, fly fishing for brown trout in New Zealand. Look it up, and I'm sure you will uh, fall in love with the idea to get out there as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, if we were to go look into the second half, like for me, the the second part would have been hunting. And, uh, like, I'm actually, uh, well, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm torn. I'm split between two, two styles of hunting that I'd like to do, like two types of hunting. Uh, the first one would be elk hunting, obviously. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't want to go elk hunting in the high in the high mountains? That is, if you ask me, if you're going to ask me what a dream hunt is now, it's guaranteed yeah. elk hunt. Guaranteed. <laughs> like, you know, I would say, like, irrealistically, that would be probably, like, the type of hunt that I would I would absolutely hands down be on my bucket list and want to do, you know, nonetheless it would be. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I would say that I you know like I don't know I I just there's that one that would be a great hunt. But I know that like say in Ontario people can there's elk further down the line right, and you can even find some elk all the way out in British Columbia. Yep. But like the other type of hunt that I would probably probably want to go do as well would be for Rocky Mountain sheep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just the sheer fact of being at high altitude, yep. uh, really being in an area that's so rugged, like rocks everywhere and everything like that. Very demanding, challenging. Being in a tent. Yeah. Demanding, challenging, having to really go after an animal that's extremely skittish uh when we look at them and when i say rocky mountain sheep i just want to make sure that we're on the same page on this one like for those even that maybe don't know what i'm talking about i'm not talking about the the white sheep with the small horns i'm talking about the ones with the curls the big horns like the big horns right and i mean man those things would be like they don't they don't look that big, but they are so far away. I know <laughs> when yeah. they take the shot. Like I just want to be able to to say I'm going to be able to take this shot. Yeah, and be at that distance and be in that rugged type of land, the coldness and everything like that that's around you. To me, like I still have yet to find an outfitter that that offers that type of excursion. Oh, they're out there. But the, oh yeah, they're they're probably they're out there. But I mean. You probably get helicoptered in. I probably, don't think like, so, my friend. I think it's... You don't I think? I don't think so. I think it's base camp and then hike up. And oh, yeah? Up. I'm pretty sure that that's how that runs. Oh, well, then it makes it all that much easier because I'm not great on planes and <laughs> Yeah, and you helicopters. Sure you don't like that, yeah. So I think we just won on there that one. <laughs> but you that would fly definitely... Out there. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> I can drive. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll take the drive. But uh no, I, I'm definitely split between those two. Okay. Uh for sure I, I would I would as much love the idea of going horseback riding out 
to go stock a hunt on uh, on some oh, elk yeah. out there. That would definitely be another another one on the bucket list. But I'm just I'm torn between those two. That's that's for sure. We know a guy, uh, you and I, Dave, that has one elk hunt booked, and he was unable to go uh, because of COVID. Yeah. And yeah, he, that we, we do know. And he booked it, like he pushed it back one year, and he's really hoping that COVID is done so he can make it soon enough. But I'm not sure he's going to be able to make it there. I Well, I mean, once oh, it's Oh, I done, mean, this season. He's going mean, to make The offer's probably oh, still there. He's going to make it, just probably not this yeah. year again. It'll be pushed back at not least year, another yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But, I mean... At least he has the opportunity of being able to do it because he got offered exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. uh, versus us, I can just dream about still it. Just a, it's just a dream. Yep. <laughs> Unless there's a sponsor out there or somebody hey, that you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Exactly, somebody that knows somebody. You know, it's all about who you know. <laughs> it's all about who you know, right? So, what about you, uh, Matt? You, I know. I mean, I know you mentioned it. You said for you it would be the elk hunt, yep. but. Uh, well, how would you see it? How would how are you, how would you go about it? Would it would definitely be you know, riding in horseback uh, up in the mountains, spotting, stalking, you know, calling those big things in. I would I would love to do it bow hunting though. Uh, if I was going elk, I would love to try it bow. Uh, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I would still consider the rifle uh, halfway through my hunt, maybe to to. <laughs> ensure me getting one depending on if we're seeing uh, or not seeing. halfway through the hunt and you haven't seen it yet <laughs> yeah that, well that's the thing but no it would be definitely a you know horseback in the mountains bow hunt for some elk definitely my dream hunt uh i will do the fishing one personally before the elk uh if i'm really looking into the once in a lifetime thing but again, if the offer would come up, if my father would say, you know, let's go, and I know this guy that we can get an elk hunt in, and I, I would definitely, yeah. I would definitely do an elk hunt in a heartbeat as yeah. well. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. I'd, and you know, like I'm actually curious as to know what would be more expensive or what would be more financially damaging. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> would it be definitely doing the- each our fishing trip would be more financially damaging yeah, well, you think well, so obviously because like you say for one an elk hunt we could we could drive we wouldn't have to fly yeah true we would not have to yeah. fly uh, overseas you know halfway yeah. across the world well i mean we just have to go in shipping containers we can yeah, do that i mean why not but no <laughs> <laughs> why not stowaways yeah exactly <laughs> but uh and i mean don't forget once you're out there uh there there there's a lot of of planning to have done, you know, it's your elk hunt. It's like, let's say you have a week long elk hunt. Well, it yep. can be literally probably about a week long, uh, a little more than a week before you spawn. No, no, not that, that it's that that's what it'll take you to go. But if you're going, you know, to Russia or New Zealand, you're going to be, you're going to be gone for a week, but you're going to have to plan probably about two weeks because it's going to take you a day or two to get there and day or two to get back. Uh, you know, that's if all your flights line up and everything else. So I'm, I'm guessing that your, our, each our fishing trips are probably the, uh, the, 
the most expensive one of the two options of our dreams here. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. I would say I was going to go on the same route as well, but I mean, the elk hunt would probably still very like range around the 12 grand. Oh geez. No? You're not getting, I'm not going to say it's going to be 50% of the fishing trip or more. It's not going to be like, yeah, it's not going to be a huge amount less really, to be honest with you. Yep. I'm guessing. No, definitely. Again, yeah. this is all guessing. So, this is all guessing. So, you know, what would be actually pretty fun is if, uh, you know, now that we have said what our dream vacations or our dream excursions uh, would be, it'd be actually pretty interesting if uh, you guys wanted to post on our Facebook page, uh, the Wildlands Entertainment Facebook page, and send us comments on what you guys believe would be your uh, your favorite or dream destination. Uh, I'd be looking... I'd be looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about and this. And then maybe I end up changing now, mine <laughs> if I find something pretty <laughs> yeah, interesting. Maybe if you guys have some uh, some better ideas, I guess, uh, you might pick our curiosity and, uh, and even have us look into it. Uh, if we were to jump into subject number two. So that is odor control. Say no to B.O. Yeah. How, <laughs> how would you, because this is actually a topic that, I never really thought of that much. <laughs> and then you pulled it out just uh, prior to the, to the recording of the episode. Uh, you said, you know, there's, and you put up a really good point to it by saying that there is a lot of clothing that's out there that has it already built yes. in. But I mean, there are ways that we ourselves can control this. Oh. Uh, either it be our own scent or what you clean your clothing with. Exactly. Like, I mean, the, uh, Every, most people that are out there have have probably seen like the the scent lock clothing and uh, you know it's been around for a long time and it was like innovative like very innovative when it came out i've personally never owned any uh i've always sworn by the uh the dead down wind products uh you called it scent lock yeah. clothing yeah. right yeah I've seen a lot of that. Uh, and then the other one you you called it was Dead Down, Dead right? Down Wind. Uh, that's like the products. That's I, I swear by that. I've used that for, for a long time. Uh, it goes from everywhere from uh, laundry detergent that helps eliminate the scents. Uh, it also yeah. has no UV uh, enhancers, which makes apparently animals, if you wash your clothes with normal uh, laundry detergent, detergent. Animals yeah. will actually see a very big glow uh, off your, your camel clothing uh, that's caused by UV. It's like putting a UV light on uh, on white clothing. Apparently, it does the same okay. thing to... Because, you know, laundry detergent, get your brights brighter. Well, it's doing the yep. same thing to yep. your, your hunting clothing. Now, how true is that? Mm-hmm. Is it just a sales pitch? I don't know. But yeah. I wash... Is it, is it? It's a hypothetical... Yeah, is, is, is it just making you buy the product? Idea. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But I do uh, wash my clothes down with the Dead Down Wind uh, uh, laundry detergent. I will, okay. during my week of hunting, you know, two or three days before, I will start showering uh, and and washing my hair and using the body wash that has uh, odor elimination in it as well. Uh, okay. And then after that, I will obviously, you know, have the, the bottle of spray to spray down my clothes uh, before walking into my stand after getting out of my, my pickup truck. 
and having the clothes in the, I try to bring it as least as possible in the lodge. I'll try to leave it hanging out outside, you know, uh, as much as possible or have it in a, a sealed, uh, I, I have a, like a sealed tote that I put it in right away, spray it in there and then seal it in. Um, okay. that's my method. Have it in a controlled environment. As much as possible. Uh, that's my method. That's how my father, uh, showed me at beginning at the beginning of my my hunting career and my hunting you know okay but now i mean technological advancements and 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 you know i like to call them gadgets but hey it works it's proven <laughs> all right my father has proven gadgets. my father has now changed uh, stepped up his game to uh, electronic uh scent eliminators and uh yep. they work this is what our uh, product of the day is going to be and uh, they work very yep. good uh which I'll I'll talk into a little bit more later but like I say they do have everything from uh the clothes that has it built in uh to the sprays and the uh soaps and everything else to the electronic versions of it and I mean I still see I not that long ago did I see a hunter come into my dad's hunting lodge that soon as he got here took all his clothes out he went outside broke off a bunch of uh, spruce branches and grabbed some dead leaves off the ground threw this in a garbage bag threw all his clothes in there and left it there overnight and that's what his scent elimination was it wasn't scent elimination it was getting scent adaptation yes exactly that's literally <laughs> he he wanted to not smell like nothing he wanted to smell like the environment which yep. i mean no, hey makes sense makes sense might work might not work even even yep. the sprays that I use or, or the clothes, I mean, I'm sure there's massive testing done behind this. Is it just? <laughs> is it just? We a, we hope there's exactly. massive testing behind it for the price we pay, it but a, it could be just a, a, ploy? a pitch. Yeah, is it just a ploy <laughs> to to get us to pay that money? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But I will continue using it in the hope to be more successful because of it. Yeah, no, definitely. It makes sense. And uh, like you were saying, and it, it actually brings me to my point, uh, to another one of my points there. You had mentioned like these new, well, these new, uh, these scent eliminators that are now in the electronic, uh, you know, format that is available yeah. on the market now. But I've actually seen a few things. It's not just scent eliminators that exist too. You have scent adders and like these these type of i'll give you an example you know those coils that we use yep. to we you burn the tip and it, for mosquitoes it, for mosquitoes yes. right uh they actually have these type of coil scent buds i would guess that you put on a mini tripod and you put it in an area where roughly you would be i guess at a certain distance or something, whatever, in your stand, and you pretty much light this on fire, hope that there's nothing that's going to get knocked out, but you 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 light it as you would one of those mosquito Coils, trap yeah, things, yeah. and the scent that would be dispersed would not only camouflage your scent, but, an but enhance, well. exactly, enhance the scent required to attract whatever you're hunting. Yeah. Now, if this works, I don't know. I've seen them before. I mean, I've seen them before. I've never used them, but I've yeah, seen them. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I'm actually curious. I'm, I'm curious to know if this is something that would be useful uh, or if it's something that, you know, is functional and not a fire hazard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, I would be curious to know. And uh, again, I'm going to send this out to the, the listeners. If you guys do know of anybody that have used this type of method, I would say, write it in the comments. Let's see what you guys have. And I want to know the experience you guys have been able to accomplish or have lived with these type of materials uh, that I've just recently seen starting popping up all over the place. Is it a gadget or is it real? Definitely. We'll, we'll have your guys' input on yep. this. Uh, definitely. Now, if we were to look into like talking about these electronic type of items and everything like that, would you say that you prefer old fashioned or the new era type of older control? Because the reason I'm saying this is because when we look at old fashioned, like you were saying, putting things outside, you know, maintaining or controlling your equipment in a controlled environment, are we looking at this is like the tried, tested, and true method? And then the more modern method could be tried, tested, and true, or is it just a gimmick? Or are we falling again into a category where most of the times we're in areas that we do not have electricity and we don't have batteries and we don't have, you know, all the gadgets to be able to keep those things alive? Do you? What's your opinion on it? I believe that uh, as anything, you know, technology advances it above and beyond what it was before, uh... I find it more of a, to be honest with you, the electronic, uh, the electronic scent eliminators to me seems like a hassle. That's what I don't like about it is the only thing is that it's one more thing that I have to set up that I have to carry. It adds extra weight in my pack. It, adds, it takes up space in my pack. Uh, when I get to my location, I have to set it up. Which, which to me is, is the only downfall to it. Uh, it's like that extra equipment you have to yeah, bring that you don't want to have Exactly. To That's why like, I like the, the soap and the, <coughs> excuse me, the laundry detergent and the sprays because I have the laundry detergent uh, at the washing machine. I have the soaps yep. in the shower. And I have the sprays in my truck. When I get out, I spray it. I don't have to bring it nowhere. That's yep. why I like. No, that's why sense. I like that. Uh, yeah, for don't sure. Don't get me wrong. If you're on a one-week hunt, once you set up your your electronic device, the first morning you're there, all you need to bring in and out is your battery. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I know. You know. You can say it's a one-time thing for the week. You just bring out your batteries and, and charge them up and make sure you, you keep bringing your batteries in. Mm-hmm. But again, I do not like the fact that I have to set that up. It, it just drives me crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. my personal opinion. So much more stuff yep. to set yep. up. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. But counterproductive on, on what we're trying to get at, our product of the day. Yep. So if we look into the product of the day, product of the day that we had mentioned and actually see it's kind of like counterintuitive because we were talking about how like in personal preferences not necessarily would we want to carry it around 
the effectiveness of it, however, is awesome. Has been there, <laughs> is awesome, and uh, the product of the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you roll with this one again, uh, and explain since you have the experience and also the know-how or knowledge of this product uh, the most. I've only just recently experienced it, and I'll get to that a little bit later. Exactly. On. Uh, I again, uh, like I was saying, my father has stepped up his game and has got into this uh, this sector of scent elimination uh, after discovering it from his buddies in the states while white whitetail hunting in Illinois. It is the Ozonics uh, ozone uh, generator. The model he has is the HR230, I believe, which is the, uh, the the first model that they came out with, and they actually still uh, produce it and sell it, which is pretty cool. I mean, you know, they made they have the HR300 now, I believe, but they uh, they kept making the tried proven uh, 230. What happens is it again it, it creates the ozone uh, like an ozone. I'm going to guess it's not necessarily a gas I'm going to say it's it's you know it well ozone is is theoretically a exactly gas. it, it kind of envelops it, the scent it nullifies it's exactly because what what it's technically doing is that it's going in the same direction as the wind is blowing your scent to nullify mm -hmm. your scent okay is it, what it's doing now this comes pretty much filters exactly. it exactly it's, like, like it's like water uh, airborne filter exactly that's the, the best way of saying it but it makes like an envelope around around you that will mm -hmm. uh, create you know odorless and scent elimination it's battery operated it comes with everything you need to uh, what happens is let's say you're stand hunting uh, it comes with a bracket screwed into the tree uh, above you you, you, yep. you put this uh, this ozonic machine on and when it turns on you turn on battery operated uh, it'll create the ozone gas. It'll again follow the wind direction, which makes it you know. So it it is easy to set up. It's I don't have the weight of it here, but anyway, it uh, it does work very very good. Uh, my father swears by it. A lot of uh, a lot of people yep. I know <laughs> swear by it. Uh, he will not go anywhere without it. Uh, so the product of the day is this HR 230 by Ozonics. It retails for $349 US. Uh, it is the new, uh, era of scent elimination, but I'm going to put a little side oh, yeah. note on here is that now what they also have is if we're going to talk about scent elimination, is a I'm gonna get the exact name of it because I I've never seen it. But what they do have is also like a um, it's like a gear bag. It's like a you hang it in your closet on the uh, on the clothes pole. You put all your clothes into this bag, and you have a vent going in that you connect your existing HR230 or HR300 unit. And it pushes okay. the ozone in there to eliminate the scents on your clothing while it's hanging in your, your closet. So okay. if you come back yeah, at yeah. night, you know, they call it the Ozonics One Gear Locker. Uh, 
and uh, okay. you you put that up. This one here, you know, it's freestanding. Put all your clothes in there. Run the Ozonics in. Uh, it'll eliminate the scents. So not only are you masking your scent that you are producing while you're there from your breath or your uh, your sweat on your walk-in or whatnot, is you are mm-hmm. eliminating it directly in your clothing. So that's a little side note huh. on this. Uh, check them out, Ozonics. Uh, their website is ozonicshunting.com and you can find everything you need there for your scent elimination. Perfect. Well, with that said, and with uh, the product of the day handed out to you guys, uh, once again, like we usually do, I'd like to thank everybody for listening in on this episode. Uh, I'd also like to thank our sponsor for this episode, West End Sports, New Brunswick's Northeastern Five Star Yamaha dealer. And definitely a huge thank you to uh, to everybody that uh, that ha- that has stuck with us up until now. I mean, we're into already season two, uh, third episode of season two. I don't know, Matt, if you have something you want to say on this too. No, definitely. I want to again, you know, thank everybody, thank our sponsor, and push it out there again that if ever anybody is interested on having certain topics uh, talked about. Uh, certain gear talked about and if anybody out there wants to uh, give a sponsor to the podcast and keep us going you know the uh, the door is open there and uh, just shoot us an email and we'll see what we can do perfect so with that said i wish everybody a great day and uh, we'll see you next time have a good one